This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, so I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, and it was uh, the highlight of my week. When I was a child, I was only allowed to eat nice cereal on the weekends because in those days they hadn't figured out how to make cereal both nice and healthy yet. Uh, so the past few days I've been able to defy my parents and delight my child at the same time just by eating Magic Spoon's amazing frosted flavor, which reminds me of the only two days out of every week that I was ever truly happy as a boy. Um, now, it doesn't say this in the copy here, uh, which is honestly a little bit irresponsible, um, but in the interest of safety, I do want to just kind of spell out for everyone uh, that you shouldn't just open every box you come across just because sometimes there's nice cereal inside it. Uh, for instance, the Lament configuration is also a box you can find. Uh, based on the very few Hellraiser movies I've seen, sometimes you have to spend a lifetime looking for it, but sometimes it's just hidden in the floorboards of your attic. And if you carelessly open that box, you will be introduced to a world of pleasure and pain beyond anything the human mind can imagine. Um, so I want to be really clear here. If you're certain that what you have is a magic spoon delivery box, do open that. It tastes amazing, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Uh, but if you think there's any chance at all that the box you have might be the Lament configuration from Hellraiser, don't open that. It doesn't taste like anything, and usually Pinhead and an army of ill-begotten abominations called Cenobites will come out of it and pull you into a labyrinthine dimension of torment and agony. Go to magicspoon.com slash babysitters to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code babysitters at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash babysitters and use the code babysitters for free shipping. Uh, we want to thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. And again, just so it's absolutely crystal clear delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood yes diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra-dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh no be safe out there in 86 nm martin wrote the first book of what became a we can rely on each other uh-huh what is it about from one corner to another no uh-huh uh-uh what is it about this room that makes us want to sing you've been singing since i got here you were singing out in the living room too your wife and I were having a conversation, and you were just singing to yourself. <laughs> I was singing PM Dawn, man. No one I got cares it stuck about PM Dawn. I think you're wrong about that. You, I can name three people who care about PM Dawn. You this, and the two guys who are in PM this Dawn. This day in 1991, set adrift on Memory Bliss of You by PM Dawn. Top in the charts. Everybody was singing it. And those were happier times, my friend. Let's say the 8th, 6th. December 6, well, we 1991. Got off to some Googling pretty early, and it's not even babysitters. What happened related. on this day, December 6, 1991? What was top of the charts? Okay, let me let me look. I don't know, man. I, I think we should talk about the book. This number is what one I think, movie? 
No, no, I want the number one song. Okay. 91. I'm looking, Jack. How hard is it to number Google? One, you Googled 1991. Number one song in the country. Mm-hmm. December 6th, 1991. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson's Black or White. It's a good song. Very good song. Yeah. Good. Um, Color Me Bad's All For You. We're not going to attempt to sing it here. Ooh, oh. Boys to Men. It's so hard. Okay, okay, no, listen. To say goodbye. Here's what we're going to do. To yesterday. We read. It's an acapella song. Listen. You, but we both sing it. He, no, I know. We harmonize. Yeah. It's so, so hard. hard. To say, say good, you know, harmonizing doesn't mean singing the same. I note, don't know. Right? I don't. I barely know the melody. Listen, here's what we will actually do: is talk about uh, the book that we read today. Oh my god, number three, mm-hmm. top song in the U.S. Yeah, December 6, nineteen ninety one. Yeah, P.M. Dawn's "Set Adrift oh. on Memory Bliss." Oh, I'm so right. <laughs> <laughs> I was so wow. right. I didn't How believe impressed you. are you right now? How very impressed are impressed. you with me? Honestly, that very impressed. Was fucking amazing. I did not believe you. Ah, oh, I am a god. That was <laughs> a fucking incredible. And it's such a good song, Baby Nation. It is such a great song. Number one so, uh, TV series was Children of the North. Okay. Never heard of it. You know what? What Babysitters Club book probably came out around then? Just to try to. Ooh, the number one movie was The Last Boy Scout. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, God, what a good time to be alive, man! Yeah. PM Dawn is like tearing up the charts, and then you're watching the last fucking Boy Scout with Bruce Willis. Yeah, I wasn't watching it. I was watching Hook. Damon fucking out. Wayans. Yep. What a what a ride! What a ride! What a time to be alive! Bliss in that dawn it was to be alive, but to be young was very heaven. Yeah, is that Elliot? It's Wordsworth. <laughs> PM Don. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like PM Don. All right, I got you off your phone. Um, you know what we should do? Let's talk about the book. We both read a book today. Wait, I'm adjusting my mic. Okay. Now say it. Okay, we both read a book today. Nope, false. I read a book this weekend. I read a book yesterday. Okay. Uh, I think it was the same book. I hope so. Oh, this happened last time. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. And welcome. Wait. Okay. You just interrupted me. You didn't know what. No, you were no, no. Say. I do. I just need to look something up real quick. I don't want to say hi, hi, or hey, yo. I have a new. I have a new signature catchphrase. You are looking up your own catchphrase. I don't remember the rules right to the game on the internet. It is deeply saddening and deep. I don't troubling. remember the rules to the game. Hop by, hop by, job a cop, cop. Oh God. Yeah, op talk. Yeah. So you say hi, 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 hop by, hop by, job a cop, cop. How is that high high? Hop eye, hop eye, chop a cop cop. Hi Jack, hi hi Jack. Hop eye, hop eye, top eye, nop eye. Nope, you already fucked it up. Yeah. Hop eye, hop eye, top a nop nop. A rop. I can't do it. I can't do the ob talk. The Pike kids pick up on it real fast. Yeah, the pop eye copy. Pop eye copy, cop eye dop. All right, stop it. Stop. <laughs> you're bad. At, you're bad at it, and I'm good at it. I don't and like I it. I like that. Yeah, I don't like it. Hi, hi, and welcome hop to the hop Babysitters. Hop. Cl- Listen, just let me do it. Hi, hi, and welcome. You can do your response. Yeah. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitters Club. Club. 
Hapai hapai jaba kap jab jaba kap kap. Good, great. That's gonna be tons of fun for you to remember and say every fucking time. Uh, a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, a nop dop. <laughs> oh, no, stop it. I top a nop nop e rap. No, stop it. Gop rap e e nop rap i nop gop. Do you recognize that this is gonna be insufferable for listeners? Yeah. They want to know who you are. Top a nop nop a rap. And you. Gop rap a a e e. All right. A podcast. Nop rap I nop gop. A podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, and you, Tanner Greenring. Yeah. Talk about the classic novel of Princeton's own. Princeton's own. Ah, nop nop. (laughs) No, stop it. Mop mop. A rap top. I nop. (laughs) Stop it. Uh, Baby Nation, Tanner learned a new version of I Pink learned Latin. It, and so did the Pike triplets. From this book that was insufferable in the book, and it's insufferable to hear out loud here in real time. Jesse teaches it to the Pike triplets. What you do is you spell out words, mm-hmm. um, and when it's a consonant, you just say the consonant in front of the word op, and when it's a vowel, you just pronounce the vowel. So Jack is chop yep. cop cop Good. <laughs> Tanner is... Top a nop nop e rap. A podcast in which the two of us discuss the classic novels of Anne M. Martin. Ah, nop nop M. <laughs> Mop a rap top. <laughs> stop it. It's unfair because I keep wanting to say stop it and it sounds like I'm just playing along with you. <laughs> stop top up pop. <laughs> I top. Saint of Princeton. Yep. Stormborn. I'll accept Saint of Princeton, but I won't accept any of the others. Princess Anne Matthews Martin. No princess. St. Anna Martin. St. Anna Martin of Princeton. Princeton Zone. First of her name. Mm. Shirley. No, it's Anne. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're doomed now. Listen, we 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 talk about her books. There are books about babysitters. Uh, it's the sitter's cycle. We are, for the love of God, if you've been listening along and you don't know that yet, God help you. Because this week we are talking about book number 40. That's 40 fucking books that Four we've read. Zero. 40 books. Uh, this book was called Claudia and the Middle School Mystery. It was a good book. I guess we're going to talk about it. Let's just dig right into it. Oh, my God. It was such a gop o o dop bop o o cop Why are you good at that? I don't, like, I could barely understand how the fucking language works. <laughs> um, I'm getting an update. Okay, late-breaking update. Wandering frog person. I just got two alerts on my phone just now on Twitter. Our dear friend mm-hmm. and baby boy, Colin, back on the big L column. Back on the loser's board? Yep. He is on a week-long business trip, and apparently he found a little frog person just <laughs> sitting right in there in his little suitcase. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yep. And it seems like it was put there by baby Uh-oh. girl, Jennifer. Previous loser. So now it's back to- Ooh, a- and Colin's in- brooklyn tonight should we just invite him over yeah send him a tweet tell him to come by i'm gonna tell them we're recording right now good good that's fun baby nation if you're fairly new to this you haven't listened to all the episodes a common thread is i love i fucking love when tanner tweets at people uh during the record when he gets on his phone and so let's check the leaderboard real quick uh let's see 7.5 billion winners Mm -hmm. two losers jack shepard Baby B. Colin. Yep. That's how it works. Uh, 
I have been getting a lot of notes, including one in our email at oh. Jack and Tanner at babysittersclubclub.com yep. of people who have been purchasing Wandering Frog People or acquiring Wandering Frog People figurines right. and giving them to people that they love yep. and care about, yep. thereby expanding the active play of the game exponentially. Yep, and if you can include, when you let us know about someone who is now an active loser... Yeah, in Wandering Frog Person, if you include a photo, we can update the leaderboard yeah. with the photographic evidence. Yeah, and I just I threw up quickly this weekend. Threw up a little oh, leaderboard. Oh, sorry, man. Were you not feeling well? On our website, <laughs> that's a bad. That's a bad joke. What was the last one that you did? You, sh- I said surely, and you interpreted it as surely. It's <laughs> yeah. very good humor. <laughs> <laughs> We're really. Okay, Colin says Colin's tweeting at us now and saying he's watching us record. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a leaderboard on a website. You can learn the rules as we decipher more rules, more game mechanics. Um, you can play Wandering Frog People yourself. I mean, you are playing it. You are playing. You, you can, can play it more actively. Active participant. Um, let's talk about this fucking book, Tanner. Mm-hmm. I want you to get off your damn phone. Uh- Oh, you're looking at your notes. Tanner's showing me his notes. Get off your high horse, <laughs> Gandhi. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll accept that even though it's a, a fairly mixed metaphor. <laughs> um, we have we must talk about this book, this novel yep. by Anne Matthews Martin. Um, the way that we tend to do that is that I like to give a top-level view of what happened in the novel, and then I hand things over, pass the ball, as it were, to my colleague and teammate here, Tanner Greenring, who also describes the novel. Jennifer Raff just tweeted at me and said, get off your phone, Tanner, and pay attention to Jack. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking literally do. Thank you, Jennifer. But but Tanner, get off your goddamn fucking phone. Stop it. It's making it worse. I'm looking at my notes. Don't encourage it. Well, how do you know she tweeted at you then? popped it up. All right. (laughs) I'm going to describe this book. Are you ready for that? And are you ready to give me your undivided attention? Yeah. Are you ready to say something interesting, relevant, and ideally complimentary about my description of this book after the fact? Absolutely not. The thing about it is like a reading Have I ever done that? No, not it's once. It's 40 episodes. I dare to dream. Listen, I'm going to describe what happened in this book, and then Tanner's going to describe what happens in this book. Are you ready, sir? Yes. I'm going to begin now. Accused of a crime she didn't commit, Claudia Kishi is days away from paying the ultimate price for someone else's actions. In a last-ditch effort to save herself, Claudia gathers an unlikely team of allies to hunt down the people who have wronged her before it's too late. As Claudia's determined band of mercenaries penetrate further into the web of lies that is enveloping her, Claudia is faced with a peril she never expected when she is forced to choose between the justice that she seeks and the vengeance that she craves. Claudia and the Middle School Mystery. You didn't listen, did you? No. <laughs> you didn't listen because you're making goofy faces at First, me. First, I was wondering looking what out that the little window. stamper machine was. It's a don't let's not talk about and th- then let's talk I was about looking let's out not the talk window about visual things because we're in your office and your office window faces a direction and I won't 
clarify what direction. It but faces the, your house. The direction is towards my house. I can see your house from my And I was looking window. out over the rooftops trying to determine if... Sometimes I look out this window, but yeah. I don't look at your house. I look at the moon. Yeah. And I say to myself, I wonder if Tanner's looking out his window at the same moon huh. right now. I'm looking at your house. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, what did you think? What, what's, what was your favorite part of my description? Oh, I loved it. I loved the part where you talked about Claudia. <laughs> um, do you want to describe this mystery, book? sir? Yep. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to put 60 seconds on a timer. Okay. Give me some parameters. Is it What size is the timer? It's big. Okay. Is it... What's its morality? <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> I'd put 60 seconds on the big bad clock. During those 60 seconds, you are going to describe what happened in this novel. God damn it. People are tweeting at me. Hmm. Maybe Jack, may, Jack get, off, get off Twitter. <laughs> get off your phone. You don't even know how to do it. I'm going <laughs> to hit the start right now. Okay. In this book, here's what happened. Uh, Claudia is studying for a test. She's trying really hard. Um... She studies all night with Janine. She starts to pick up some of this math material. She goes to class next day, does the test, thinks she nails it. She's like, yep, that was good. That went great. Feeling good about that. Went back to school the next day. Turns out she uh, got the exact same score as the person who sits next to her, whose name is Shauna. Um, maybe Shawnee. Shauna. Shauna. Uh, and they got all the same questions wrong. What's the probability of that? Well, according to her substitute math teacher, nearly impossible. Uh-huh. Conclusion, Claudia, the dumb idiot who can't do anything, <laughs> must have cheated. Is his conclusion, not mine. I love and trust Claudia. So does Janine Kishi, her sister. Janine Kishi goes on a rampage to prove that her sister was didn't cheat, and she didn't. Shauna cheated. Stop. <laughs> It really freaked you out right there at the end, didn't I? Yeah. Baby Nation, I gave a tenor a little five-second countdown. 55 seconds for the first 10 pages. <laughs> yep, it's a classic And five minutes. seconds for the remaining 190 pages. Um. So do we want to dig into what happened next? I mean, this is like, we finally have from this book the Martinian theory of justice. Okay, explain. This is a book that's about truth and justice, right? I guess, but Claudia kind of goes about achieving justice in some pretty despicable ways exactly you think saint martin is condoning that i mean say we've been waiting for 39 books for martin to actually lay out her theory of justice have you been, what is it have you does been she, waiting for that yeah does she have a ralsey can, can i see the checklist of questions you're waiting for <laughs> anna martin's you answer would not like it <laughs> <laughs> you would not like to see that um does she have a deontological theory of justice? Mm-hmm. Does she have a utilitarian idea about how justice should be enacted? Mm-hmm. Does she follow Kant? Does she follow Mill? Does she follow Rawls? Like, where's it at? Does she follow Plato? This is what the book is about. Justice is served ultimately in this novel. But according to the Mart, I it's very difficult for me to talk when you're fall- you are fake falling asleep against your microphone. <laughs> It's very difficult for me to maintain my consciousness when you're <laughs> droning on about Martinian justice models. Were you not outraged when justice was not served? Claudia and Shauna go to Mr. Sortsi, the substitute math teacher, mm-hmm. and 
Mr. Tsortsi says, hey, I think one of you two cheated. And then Shauna's like, wasn't me. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, see you later, Shauna. Claudia, I'm really disappointed in you. She just rolls over and bares her throat to Mr. Tsortsi. Yeah. But then there are these ethical questions that come up later in the book as the babysitters deal with the fallout from what's happened, right? The first thing that happens is they go to a babysitter's club meeting and Claudia tells everybody what the fuck happened. Right. And everybody except Marianne says, Claudia, that's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. You obviously didn't do it. And Marianne was just like, well, Claudia, if you did do it, yeah, we'd still love you anyway. Right. So that's, a, to me, is the first ethical question that Martin is posing us with. Yeah. We condemn the crime of Shauna. Mm-hmm. Are we to side with Marianne, who thinks that Claudia may have done it and that it's okay anyway? I think so. And you want to know why? Why? Because this is a, a crime mm-hmm. that I have been guilty of. <laughs> and all I want is to repent and to beg forgiveness. From me. From my peers, yeah. And Baby Nation. Well, this is a form for that. Okay. Is Have this... you ever cheated? No. On a test? No. Literally, what do you take me for? Have you ever cheated on a test? Yeah. <laughs> Say it a little louder. Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. I did once. Why? In eighth grade. Yeah. Oh, I was these girls' age. Yeah. I was in German class. Okay. And it wasn't a test. Mm-hmm. I didn't do the assignment. Okay. I didn't like German. I didn't do the assignment. We went to class the next day, and we went to go turn in our papers, and I just didn't do it. When we all went to go turn in the papers, I brought my paper up and then didn't know what to do because it was not done. Mm-hmm. So I threw it in the garbage, and as I was walking back, I noticed that there was a paper on the top of the stack that did not have a name on it. <laughs> and I went over. I was probably 13. And I went over and just put my name on it. <laughs> and I was like, well, fortune favors the bold. That was all that passed through your essentially empty mind at uh-huh, that point. Uh-huh. And then you're like, oh, cool. Now I'm going to go play Nintendo. Yeah. Well, then I went to my next period and my teacher, whose name I cannot remember, came to class and came walked into the front of the class and talked to the teacher and pulled me into the hallway. And she was like, Tanner... I think you cheated on this assignment. And I was like, no, I didn't. (laughs) And she said, well, this um, paper here (laughs) is not your handwriting. (laughs) Uh, And it's also... It's uh, by another man. Flawless. (laughs) Yeah. And it turns out I had signed my name to the paper belonging to the, like, top student in the class. This is very similar to the plot of this novel. Yeah. And... He had aced it, and I was like a C student in that class. <laughs> so she was like, "This is not your paper." Are you sorry? Are you like? Yeah, I hated it, man. It it, it haunts me to this day. What you have done is morally reprehensible. I know, and it's so so stupid. I know. I've grown a lot since then. For those of you who have not left yet, who have not turned off your headphones in disgust, who have not unsubscribed from this podcast, who have who have not gone back to iTunes and taken away your your nice rating and your nice review, for which we are very grateful. Uh If you can find it in your heart. I feel like you're really putting the screws in here, and this is something that these 20 years later I still feel awful about. And so you should. I got to tell you, though, getting caught cheating, Yeah. oh boy, that sets you up for life. (laughs) 
I yeah. never cheated on a single thing after that. Well, I'm sorry for you. We'll find out if Baby Nation is sorry for you. Please forgive me, Baby Nation. It was a grave error on my part. Yeah. And I've thought about it almost every day for 20 years. Here's here's what we'll do. If you forgive Tanner, yep. give us a five-star rating on iTunes yep. and a nice review. Yep. And if you don't forgive Tanner, I would say probably just also give us a five-star five rating yeah. on, on iTunes. And then leave a review that says something nice about Jack, maybe. Yeah, maybe something nice about me. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who gave us reviews after our last episode uh-huh. and who wrote in. Uh-huh. I was deeply upset that bread theory <laughs> was such a smash hit. was such a smash hit yeah people like dynamic grabby theories <laughs> i'm sorry I, I really didn't think it had legs it has so many legs <laughs> and your eyes are wide open so one of our one baby bee suggested we start over yeah with and read these books again through the bread theory lens yeah and, and see it, what we can uncover another baby bee pointed out in a way that i can't believe that i missed that that book was all about how mallory and her family can't get enough dough yeah <laughs> it's all right there it's, it's all, all right there in the text it's all in the text <laughs> wait what do you think martinian system of justice is well i wanted to tease that out with you man i didn't write it down okay i thought you had an answer no this this is why i talk to you about these books for me, a lot of it comes out in conversation. I recognize that M- Martin has finally laid down her theory of justice. I don't know exactly what it is yet. Does she believe that justice was served? Shauna kind of gets her comeuppance at the end. I guess. She, she's suspended. Right. Did you ever get suspended? Yeah, it was suspended. For what? Um, I graffitied up the whole school. Baby Nation. Yeah. <laughs> if you think you can <laughs> forgive... Jack Shepard for this heinous crime of graffitiing up his school, a crime that was so severe that he was suspended from school for how long? A day. A day, Baby Nation? I don't don't even know if I can be in the same room as you, but Baby Nation, if you're more forgiving than I am and you can forgive Jack of this crime. I feel like I was tricked into this. This was like a personal revelation in a moment of intimacy that I... Told you Don't try to appeal thinking, to our empathy. Thinking that this you was a criminal? safe space. You're so corrupt. <laughs> um, so this book is called Claudia and the Middle School Mystery. And the deepest mystery of many mysteries is encapsulated best by the following question. Why was Shauna Riverson cheating of Claudia Kishi? It was the perfect crime in a lot of ways. In the first place. She can afford a C. So she's like, look, I don't need to impress anyone. I just need a C. So I'm going to find a way to sit next to the most remedial student in the remedial math class. You know who the lioness goes after when she's hunting gazelles <laughs> in the Serengeti? I like. She goes after the weak and the sick. I like the this, ones who can't run away. I like this metaphor a lot, and I'm like, I'm caught up in it. <laughs> there must be a plot. In it. What? I, I feel like. I feel like what it is is that the lioness isn't trying to get the same grade on the test as the weak gazelle. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Okay. If the lioness was trying to get the same grade on the test, she would go after the fastest gazelle in the Serengeti. No, she just wants she just wants a meal. <laughs> she just needs to squeak by. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, so you think that that's mystery solved. Yeah. All right, well, all right, put on your detective hat. Let's go to the detective's bar and celebrate because we solved mystery number one. I would have put on the hat if we're just kicking (laughs) off work and going to the bar. (laughs) Let's take off. I'm going to take off the detective hat. Okay, take it off. I want to talk about something. Okay. Hop a hop, drop a cop cop. Hop a hop, drop a cop cop. You said hijack. Hi, hijack. That's what you said. I want to talk about hijack. Yeah. Okay. What I want to talk about Hi, Tanner. is Joppa not by not bees. <laughs> Sounds like we're in the cantina. Sop e. Not t. Sent- I want to talk about sentient AI. Okay. <laughs> Good. This is a theory that we've touched on before in the past. Yes. That. New baby bees. Yeah. Janine is Claudia Kishi's sister. Genius older sister. Yeah. And it's been hinted at in these books before that she is potentially dabbling in the creation of uh, sentient artificial intelligence. Yes. We have reason to believe that Claudia Kishi may be that sentient AI. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a point in this book where Claudia is super down in the dumps mm-hmm. about being accused of cheating on this test. Right. So she's with Claudia... They're talking about how Claudia got in trouble. Janine's like, is there anything we can do to convince Mr. Sortsy Sortsy or the principal that you didn't cheat on this test? Mm -hmm. And Claudia's just totally dejected. Yeah. She says, no, it doesn't really matter anymore. Right? Mm -hmm. Janine, the wheels start turning in her head. Mm -hmm. And she says, okay. And she runs out of Claudia's room with a new zest. Mm -hmm. The next morning, Claudia wakes up. Totally different person. Yeah. She's chipper. She's full of life. She's carefree. She's full of reckless abandon. She dresses like the ocean. Mm-hmm. Nothing can stop her. She's not afraid of anything. I suspect that after that conversation, Janine went into her room and upgraded Claudia's firmware. Great. I like that a lot. Totally altered her programming. Yep. Cleaned up some of that, some of that trash code. I have supporting evidence for this. Okay. The book begins. Claudia is quote-unquote studying for the math test. Mm -hmm. Janine and I talked for a little bit longer, but we couldn't figure out any plan of action except one. Study, study, study. I just have to be a math machine for a while. Mm -hmm. I accepted Janine's offer of help, but I can't say I was looking forward to the rest of the year. Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally thousands of levels that is boredom's worst nightmare. And uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the... Jack's, Jack's jerks, jumping jerks, Jack's jumping jerks, and Tanner's tiny, tiny ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time, um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in... In best yeah. fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. And I'm really, I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now. Okay, well I'm glad. But you're now back I'm in. I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it. 
Okay, well, I'll start. Uh, so one of my experiences playing the game that I really enjoy is um, I really like picking which fiends to use and oh, upgrading them that. and c- building a crack team as I go through the levels. My favorite is Mordecai. Okay, that's not one. It's my favorite fiend. What level are you on, Jack? I am somewhere in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yourself? Seven. D thousand. Well, okay, that's a lot. They do have thousands of levels, uh, and they do have updates 000. all the time, so you can keep playing as 70, much as you want. Yes. So yep. that's what level I'm on, and we'll, I am having a fun with it. It's me. It's Mordecai. Yeah. It's um, okay. That's not one of them. Well, maybe it's in the later levels. It's but, in the, and, you haven't got there yet. Uh, it says here, what makes you want to keep at it? That's a good thing. For me, it's just, it's binge worthy and it's like, it's bite sized. You can just play like a little bit for like 10 minutes uh, when you've got, when you're waiting for the something, whatever. To me, it's the feeling it gives me, if you know what I mean. No. Oh, just binge worthiness. It feels so good to play. Yeah. And uh, when do you play? Only at night, baby. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, Only at night. Okay, perfect. I'm starting to think that you still have not been able to get your phone started. I I really want to play more. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I do love the game. It's very fun, and we yeah. were competing, but I have so many phone problems. Is it possible that you're f- holding your phone upside down? Tried that. Yeah. Okay. You know you can hold your phone sideways, too? Yeah. <laughs> And I tried that as well because someone I was I was on the forums. I've been in touch with the makers of Best Fiends, and I just I, this is not their fault. I can tell you this is not their fault. And phone. the game is so fun. Yeah. I'm so interested in playing. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried turning your phone on? Oh, there's a button on that usually on the side. What do you mean on? Forget it. Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy shit. That's friends without the R. Best thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great. Whoa. That's a lot of <laughs> notifications. <laughs> the beginning of this book, yeah. Janine programs her AI to be a math machine. But she realized, I think she realized that in doing so, she lost she, the humanity right, that she made took away it, Claudia's humanity. Right. She took away her soul. Yeah. And then she felt bad for, about that. It's such a like when Claudia said it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. Janine said, "Oh no, I've made a mistake." It does matter. It does matter. And she went and she uninstalled the math machine. Right. Executable. She booted up dresses like an insane person. Dot exe. Yeah. And the next morning, Claudia was right as rain. She's right as rain, and she goes out, and there's color back in the world again. And this is the thing, and this ties in with this idea about justice that Martin is exploring, where it's like if you have a black and white idea about justice, if you have a deontological view of justice, if you're Kant and you're just like, crime must be punished no matter what, Mm -hmm. you're going to miss all of the human – Excuse me? Lawful good. Yeah, if you're lawful, okay, good. All right, let's that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you're lawful, good. You're gonna miss all of the color and the excitement that makes this world worth living in. Right. Sometimes you gotta be bad to be good. Sometimes you gotta you gotta. Jack. Yeah. Are you forgiving me right now? I'm forgiving you. <laughs> Baby Nation, it's happening right now. I just 
I forgive you, man. Does Baby Nation forgive me? It's tough to say. Well, I in this room right now, I've come full circle. I've come from a retributive, deontological, Kantian, severe, lawful good, lawful good theory of justice, whereby you committed a crime and you must pay the penalty, mm-hmm. to a more human. Keep in mind, I did pay the penalty. I got caught and received an F, and I think maybe got detention. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's okay. Um, you mentioned a thing just now while we were talking about this uh-huh. that happens to hit on a favorite but long-neglected segment of ours. Okay. You're really digging up a lot of muck these last couple of weeks. <laughs> that is called. All the stuff that had settled to the bottom of the, the segment dredge pit. <laughs> And I can't remember whether we do a repeating consonant for this, but I'm going to just give it a whirl, see see what comes out. Okay. Segment is called... Claudia's closet! Cop-a-lop, cop-lop-a-yop-dop-bia. Just don't do the whole thing. Please don't do the whole thing. Cop-lop-a-sop-a-top. Claudia's closet. Claudia's closet. You mentioned this in passing. Yeah. Just now. I don't have a lot to say about it. Normally, when we do Claudia's closet, mm-hmm. we read what Anne said. Yeah. That happened, and yep. then we kind of extrapolate from it, and we say, "Okay, that's weird. What is? What the hell is Claudia doing here?" Right. We have we have some fun that way. Yeah. This time, Anne just said. Claudia thought it would be fun to dress like the sea. Yeah. She dresses like the sea. <laughs> she literally dresses like the sea. I decided that my theme for the day would be the sea. Mm-hmm. Capital T, capital S. I put on a blue skirt with a brightly colored tropical fish printed all over it. Then I put on a green blouse. I figured that could represent seaweed or something. I pulled my hair into a ponytail over to one side, and I pinned it with a sand dollar barrette. I made last summer. Tanner, why did Claudia dress like the sea <laughs> to go to class? To go to eighth grade Mr. Zorzi's class? I don't know, because she also had to like confront Mr. Zorzi and the principal that day. <laughs> she was dressed as the sea. She was dressed as the sea. I don't know. What does the sea symbolize? I mean, the sea symbolizes variability. It it symbolizes transience. It symbolizes change. You know like what it symbolizes in my chaos. mind? Okay. Power. Okay. This was Claudia reclaiming her power. I am the sea. I will overwhelm you. Yeah. I am Poseidon. Hear me roar. And it works. This is right after Janine upgrades her firmware. Claudia wakes up feeling a little different. She's not a math machine anymore. Nope. She says, I am going to dress like one of the greatest forces of nature yep. that there is. I am a tidal wave. Yep. I'm going to come into class. This great Claudia wave will crash down upon the sortsies yeah. and the principals and the Shauna Riversons of this world. Riverson? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know what you are, Shauna? You're just a tributary. You were the son of a river? Yeah. That is nothing. That is nothing compared with the great Poseidon, who is crashing down upon you with his trident of justice. Justice will be served, Shauna Riverson. In 
What's Freud's version of psychology called? Freudianism. Psycho. Psychotherapy. Psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. The ocean is a symbol for the mother. Oh, I mean, everything's a symbol for the okay. mother in psychotherapy. Well, if you want to do mother, I have a whole mother section in my notes. <laughs> if Gertrude used two-thirds of a cup of chocolate to make eight cookies, how much chocolate would be in each cookie? Janine asked. One-twelfth of a cup. But I knew that the next day during math class, it would be just me against good old Gertrude. I would be on my own. Gertrude figures throughout this book, right? Well, she comes up this one time. No, she comes up another time. Aren't you glad that Jesse made these cookies instead of Gertrude? Okay, Says, referencing this this first time. Sure. It's kind of a callback joke. Yep, it's a callback joke. Why would you use the name Gertrude? I don't know, but Claudia says she hates the name Gertrude. Yeah. Oh, a third reference? I hate the name Gertrude, Okay, you're you're just that comes right after the first reference. We were just talking about how what Freud says about the sea. Right. And you were saying that the sea represents a difficult experience with a mother figure. Didn't say that at all. <laughs> you you extrapolated that. I said that the sea represents the mother. Right. In Freudian Gertrude. psychology. You know who Gertrude is, right? Sure. Yeah. From the Herman Hess novel. <laughs> Gertrude from Hamlet. Gertrude is Hamlet's mother. Ah. We've talked about this in previous books. Gertrude is Hamlet's mother. He uh-huh. has this deeply complicated relationship with her. Aha. Aha. Mm-hmm. Ah. There's nothing that's exciting for you here. Okay. So Gertrude is a major figure in this book. Claudia is struggling with Gertrude. Okay. Right? Yep. She's struggling with Gertrude, yep. who is represented in these math problems that's the struggle in this book claudia is struggling with gertrude Gertrude. much like hamlet struggled with his mother and if you want to talk about freudian stuff with that it's right there in hamlet that's where freud gets it from is hamlet's literal difficult and weird relationship with his own mother claudia struggles with gertrude right as she's grappling right with math yes the second she lets go of math the second janine mm-hmm. pops the the math floppy out right and puts the claudia ai floppy back in right she reclaims her own mm-hmm. motherhood I, she dresses like the powerful sea she reclaims her own right femininity she reclaims her own matriarchy and you know what she does she re- wa- marches right into principal undisclosed and <laughs> And substitute teacher Sortzi's office, and she mm-hmm. says, I did not cheat on that test. I did not cheat on that fucking test. And I can prove it, is what she says. And by she, I mean Janine. Janine says that. Right. Janine says that on behalf of Claudia. So Janine is a surrogate mother for Claudia in this. And this plays back into the AI stuff. Yep. And another thing that we witness at the beginning of this book, Janine is trying to teach Claudia math, program her. Mm-hmm. And the portrait of Mimi is looking over her. The only person who ever was a mother to Claudia is Mimi gone. Mimi, Mimi, Kishi, Mimi Yamamoto is looking over her. She's looking for a new mother. Mm-hmm. She's lost a mother figure. She's auditioning a new one in Janine. Right. She's confronted by a bad one in Gertrude. Mm-hmm. She becomes a powerful one when she dresses as the sea, mm-hmm. Claudia, and the middle school mystery. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just I this, was... Wait. <laughs> has this whole episode until now just been your summary? This whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> this whole oh. episode was my summary. They it's... say time moves slower when you're this deep. <laughs> I feel like we keep making these Inception jokes, and it's like no one's no one has seen Inception in two and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> um, I captured a great note here. I okay. want to talk about it. Great. But first, I have to do something. Okay. Jack Shepard. Yes, sir. Tanner. Jazz. Yep. To Doug. Did. Yep. You. Yep. Have. Mm-hmm. Uh. Babu Rapnop. Oh, fuck. Fuck you. Wop a cop. Fuck you, because I know I'm going to be editing this episode. It's going to be a goddamn pain in the ass. Woo. I'm not going to say it the right way either. You just got to keep that in. To Baby Nation also, to just putting the knife in and twisting it, mm-hmm. something that you don't see because this is an audio medium, mm-hmm. Tanner counted me in. He looked me in the eye. He yep. was like, are you ready Are you ready to do it? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is surprisingly game. Yeah. He normally likes to get me off beat with these, mm-hmm. and then you did a bop a rop, bop a rop, bop bop joke. Yeah, Good. it's not a joke. It's just my it's my own secret language mm-hmm. that Great. I can use against you. You have no power in this domain. All right. Great. Uh, did I have a bird in the week? You asked me the question. Um, there is such a good, great burn in this book, and I was worried that we both captured it. <laughs> I just read a burn. <laughs> I I wrote down three burns of the week. And I was reading through them, and I just read one, and it made me laugh out loud. Yeah, I think it's probably mine. So I'm going to say it, and if it's both of our burns of the week, then that's fine. So be man. it. So be it. Uh, the phone rings. Mm-hmm. You have to back up a little bit, because we never explained the B-plot of this book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, wanted to, I have so much on the B-plot of this book, because it relates to justice. Well, why didn't you bring it up in our fucking justice talk? I, we went on about so much, justice for 45 so, minutes. There's so much to talk about in this novel. Here's the B-plot of the book. They're Baby political Nation. prisoners. The Pike triplets yeah. are playing baseball in the backyard, mm-hmm. and one of them hits a ball, and it smashes a window. Right. Uh, Stacy was over babysitting at the time, but Claire skinned her knees, so she had to go inside and right. clean up Claire. She missed it. And she missed it, so she didn't know who the, the perpetrator was. Right. She asked the Pike triplets, Hey, which one of you is responsible for breaking that window? And they all say, I am Spartacus. No, they all say, all for one. And one for and all. And one for all. Yeah, it's awesome. The Pike triplets do not rat one another out. Yeah. And they hold their ground. Miss Pike comes home and she says, okay, which one of you did this? And they say, all for one, one for all. And she says, okay, well, you're all grounded and you do not collect allowance until one of you confesses. And they just stand their ground. It's passive resistance yeah they're just like you have no power here mother yeah. mother <laughs> mother we are taking power back from you mother 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 so the backstory is that stuff with the triplets they are political prisoners they did the crime but they didn't do the time they're serving the time now in There's, this book they serve the time they did the time but not all of them did the crime. Right. The phone rings. It's for you, Adam, she said. Somebody wants to know if you'd like to play baseball. Would I? 
yelled Adam, lunging for the phone. Hold it, buddy, said Mallory. No way. Number one, you can't leave the house. Number two, you're not allowed to use the phone. Remember? And was this also your burn of the week, Tanner? Yeah. Number three, you're a nerd, said Adam <laughs> under his breath like a fucking badass. <laughs> it's such a good burn. <laughs> Oh, it's oh, just God. epic. It's just like it's it's exactly <laughs> the kind of thing you and I would say to one another. <laughs> it's perfect. It's a, such a good burn. It's the timing is perfect. Number three, you're a nerd. Number three, you're a nerd. Mallory, when Mallory was saying it in her mind, she thought there were only two. Yeah. But there was a third. There was a third, third item on the list, and the third item was that she was a fucking nerd. Got you again, Mal. Eat it, Mallory. Someone call a burn unit. Yeah, somebody call. Oh, wait, like, you can't. You're not allowed to use the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. All right, we can move on. We have a hot segment we can move on to. Okay. We could also talk about possible worlds theory. <laughs> okay. You want to talk about possible worlds theory a little bit? Do you think it's going to be interesting? <laughs> really think about it. You know about possible worlds theory. Right? Really, really think about whether you think possible worlds theory is going to have legs. You know about possible worlds theory and philosophy, right? Sure. It's the, like the DC universe, right? It's like the DC universe. Infinite crisis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there are a multitude of realities. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah. We've talked about it in previous Babysitter's Club Club podcasts. What if every time we make a choice, there is the diverging path? Right. And a new universe is created that is a possible world that could have existed. Yeah. In an alternate universe, you and I are sitting in this room right now recording this podcast, and a meteorite smashes through the ceiling. Yeah. Kills us both instantly. Yeah. Evaporated. That's the best episode of Babysitter's Club Club. Yep. Ever. People find the episode, they find the record, Yeah. and they edit it into a podcast, and it becomes a religion. And then Michaela... Yeah. And Lakeland, 100 years in the future. It won't take that long. Five years in the future? Yep. <laughs> 2022. Are preaching the good word. 2022. Mark my words, baby nation. <laughs> if it's not happening to you, if it's not in the process of happening to you, it is happening yeah. in another world. It's happening to your kids. Yeah. What were we talking about? Possible world theory? <laughs> no problem. Stacy said after a minute, I'll stand guard where the two hallways meet. If I see her coming, I'll warn you. Where the two hallways meet, this is the moment where Claudia must make the choice about what her conception of justice truly is. Whether or not she will steal from Shauna's locker in an effort to create justice for herself. It's the place where the two hallways meet. Baby Nation, we're at a crossroads right now. And to bring it home, we're always at a crossroads. What That moment in time when you look down at that test that had no name on it, mm-hmm. and you chose to cheat and to lie and to debase yourself. Okay. And to cast yourself down from the heights. Uh-huh. To sell your soul for something so cheap and so tawdry 
There's a good grade. There's a respect that you desired, that you craved, but that you didn't earn from your peers and your friends and your teachers and the people who cared about you. Mm-hmm. That moment was a crossroads, but we forgive you. You and Baby Nation. I and Baby Nation. <laughs> you made a choice, and it was the wrong choice. Good. I forgive you for your vandalism, <laughs> too. But we can go back. We can. We've gone back through forgiveness. Oh. Can't literally go back. No, you can't literally go back and change that shit. That was just some dumb shit that you did. Oh. Listen, we got another segment. I don't know if you had a... A what, Jack? A... That was that echoed across the valley. Yeah. I don't know if you had one. Did you have one? I don't yeah, know if I had one. I had one. I had one. <laughs> I'm super excited to hear yours because I don't know if mine's good. Um, this genuinely brought a tear to my eye. Oh, okay, good. After Claudia confronts Mr. Sortsy and the principal and takes a retest, aces it, uh-huh. as she says. She goes home. Uh-huh. It's a club meeting night. No one's showing up. It's 5.30. Where is everyone? Door opens. Surprise. We're all here to surprise you. Here's a cake. We're all very excited that you passed your test twice. Then I saw Janine. She was hanging back shyly, trying to blend into the woodwork. She must have felt out of place. And Janine is the best sister in the universe, I said, gesturing to her. Come on, Janine. I've got something for you. I grabbed the collage I had been working on and held it behind my back for a minute. I wanted to give you something to show you how grateful I am for all your help, I said. Oh, Claude, she said. You don't have to do that. I enjoy helping you study. That didn't get you. You're a Janine at heart. You didn't feel for her? I felt for her in the moment of much like I'm feeling right now. Baby Nation, I'm looking across the table in my room that I've thoughtfully and lovingly set up mics. I put on a nice happy light so that Tanner can enjoy Sunray the the rays of the sun. Yeah. And yet what do I get looking across this table trying to make a human connection across the void? But you're closing your eyes, you're yawning at me, you're shaking your head. You're looking at your fucking phone. Ten thirty at night. I feel that with Janine trying to teach Claudia math. You're trying to teach me podcasting. I'm trying to teach you podcasting. Well, I tell you what, friend. Yeah. The student has become the master. (laughs) Okay. Remember bread theory? Yeah. That was me. (laughs) Any time to hit the books again, Jack, because you're way behind, you know? We're on to some new shit here in modern America. Baby Nation, I love you, and I also kiss you. That I will never take away. Uh-huh. I both love and kiss you. Uh-huh. But I am disappointed in you. How quickly bread theory took on. <laughs> you're just jealous. You're jealous that... <laughs> I'm not jealous. I do. What's the shit you're talking about? Martinian <laughs> justice system. I do just doesn't catch. So much work. <laughs> <laughs> I do so much work. 
Oh, that's it. You know what this is? This is like uh, Mozart and um, Salieri. Salieri. You're my Salieri. Uh huh. No, I'm your Mozart. Fuck you. I'm your oh, Salieri. Fuck. fuck. Uh, what's it? TFW? That face when? Is yeah. it that, that feeling when? Is it? You're, you're the Salieri. You're the Salieri. Mozart. You realize you're Salieri and someone else is Mozart. I'm the fucking Salieri. I'm sitting here with my big wig just like <laughs> hammering on the piano. And it's beautiful, and you're just you're just putting the hours. In. Like that sounds good. That bread theory sounds good. But like, <laughs> I spent a lot of time. <laughs> I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how the Rawlsian theory of justice connects <laughs> to Claudia and the middle school mystery. Yeah. Huh. Well, baby nation. You each week, you just don't need to work that hard at it, man. Oh, well, fine. Fine. Here's what I want to say to you right now. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm interested. I have been this week, Jack Shepard. Mm-hmm. I have been. I would say this week, just for verisimilitude for parallel construction. Okay. I would say this week. This week, I have been. I have been. I have been this week. Okay. For you parallel me? construction. Okay. I have been this week. Top of knob knob. You rob. You son of a bitch. Gop, rob, e-nop, rob, i-nop, gop. Great. <laughs> this uh, has been... There's your vermicillitude. Yep, that's how you say it. The... Mop, a top, hop, e-rop, fop, a cop, cop, e-rop. <laughs> I, I don't even know what it was. I don't know what it was. It I'll was just, a swear. I'll just take it. <laughs> Uh, this has been another episode of the Babysitter's Club Club. This week we read Club Adop. <laughs> <laughs> You're so bad at it. Club Adop Dop and the Mop Adop Dop mystery. It's just not that hard. It's hard for me. <laughs> and it, I, I don't know. Next, Oh, next week we're reading a book. That sounds awesome. It's called Marianne versus Logan. Ooh, I know. It sounds great. Ooh, Trouble in Paradise. Yeah. Claudia is wearing a bra now. The way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. You talk, you talk, because I'm going to, I mean, I'll respond to you, but I'm not going to listen because I'm going to look at my notes. Okay. So i got a lot that I want to talk about. If you're a dumb idiot, don't say anything at all. I'm not a dumb idiot. Okay. That's not what I said. I just thought maybe you weren't paying attention. I am paying attention. If you are paying attention, say, say I'm a dumb idiot. I'm a dumb idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fuck you. <laughs>